1: Well, hello, everybody. Welcome over here. Myself and Willie are... Uh, i got to grab my water. You got this. I got this.
0: I got this. Well, myself and Willie, but this is Willie and Rob. <laughs> is, that, is that what I said? We've been going through a phase of like, <laughs> how do we make stuff? <laughs> I've been on <laughs> boat sales looking at buying a cheap I, sailing yacht. <laughs> what did I just
1: say? Did I say myself and Willie? No, what no, no. I I but it? then
0: you said go for it and I didn't know how to do Oh, it God
1: bless. Hey, guys. How you guys doing? We're all waiting on the... Uh, you guys, Have you seen the meme of like the... Of the, the beluga, it's not say beluga whale. The, the okay. little the little fish that's watching the guy crack. The, oh, yeah, he's know, just coming at like, it. He's like, fuck. keeps going get out of here. But it's like us waiting on the Ukraini- or the Ukrainians prepping for the, the counter-offensive.
0: Counter like we know it's coming. <laughs> we know, we think it's coming. The shaping oh, operations happening. So ha- it's the thing is, it actually has started. Like, and it's actually been started for a while. I know. I'm but sure. I what people are waiting for is this big,
1: like like an actual thing, the big thing, like something, you know, yeah. But the shaping operations have been
0: happening for a while, and a lot of other like bits and pieces have been going on. So it's coming. It's just it's just slow
1: currently. I think I think slows it and understand this is the most I've ever gone off screen ever. Just That's alright. I uh I guess my iPod was. We've gone. got everything going. My iPod was. Dead. I said my iPod. I mean, do you know what an iPod is, by the yeah, way? Yeah, that was like, yeah. have you ever seen one?
0: Yeah, I'm not that young.
1: Okay, I just want to make sure. <laughs> I was going through. Um, I don't know, going through Twitter, and I think I don't, I don't really get on uh, Telegram or anything like that anymore. Because did just, you just go down way too deep of holes on Telegram? Just, just the holes are just too deep there. Right? I am. I'm well on Telegram. Really? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm. I'm off on there because the thing is, just yeah, the, the holes get too deep. But um, my I, Telegram I,
0: chat is literally just like Auntie Willie. Like, <laughs> like it doesn't have many people it's got like maybe a thousand people in it but it's just like most of it's just me copping shit off them. and it's not even like someone's not even mean it's just like taking the piss and I'm like god damn I've made a whole community <laughs> to hate me
1: oh uh, anyway I was gonna say I was scrolling through Twitter today's uh, this Memorial Day weekend here in America we got um everybody's selling it I, I, I so excuse me celebrating it they are selling I mean this if you guys want to get a mattress here in America by the way if you know this I know you're not from here if you want to get a mattress deal this is the time to get a mattress deal. Memorial Day weekend, they're always like 20% off. No mattresses? Idea why, yeah, I don't want mattresses. are mattress
0: anything. companies like the biggest money launderers?
1: Isn't that like the biggest thing for money laundering? I, I don't... It's like either. those big mattress things. I thought, I thought like... Car washes are huge for it. Car washes? Car washes are mm-hmm. massive, apparently. Super like super low overheads. Coins in the thing. Apparently, it's a well, big Here thing. in America, we don't have car washes with coins very often anymore. Yeah. He mainly the ones that are mining it, just money laundering. Very just <laughs> uh, very just automated. I what I was, well, I was going with this is it's Memorial Day weekend here and I was, I, was, I was going through Twitter and then which you can pull it up but we have a, a ton of stuff going over in Afghanistan again which is not super shocking but there's a video of a Taliban member in a, an American Humvee which is always fantastic using a 240 Bravo to then take over an Iranian checkpoint. It's just like the, the amount of the, the irony that's happening in this one clip is Americans, Americans taxpayers, our dollars, are hard at work fighting the Iranians through an enemy we fought for the longest time ever. And now they're going and killing the Iranians using our weapons. It's the most just, uh, God, it makes me want to run through a wall at times, just thinking about how stupid American politics are. And then I, I was going through the list today, though. And how many men have died. And that I found some of my, my buddies who were killed over there when I was there. And the list in 2012 was pretty wild. I didn't realize how like crazy it was between like 10, 11, and 12 in Afghanistan. It was pretty wild.
0: I think that's when we lost our most
1: as a, well. 10, 11, that real like
0: 08 to yeah. 14 period, that was like the heaviest yeah, fighting.
1: It really, me. it like ramped up. It yeah. was like 10, 11, 12. like when, I think the surge must have been like, no, I don't remember, of course. I think it was like 9 was the surge. It didn't really matter, but... Apparently now the Taliban decided they're going to start to take over. They, I don't know how true this is. We all know this is not going to happen, but I, I guess the Iranians are actually spinning up some of their their air force just in case the Taliban somehow bust through to go take over. I don't
0: even. I don't, I don't know. see. I don't I'm, see how this is a bad thing. I'm not for I'm America not even, at least. Like mad about it's it. like because America don't, don't like, they like they the Taliban. They, they don't just like the go, Iranian just Iranian.
1: Just go do military. Things. Yeah. What you go? i guess like i guess that's it like, hey look, tell them you want some more weapons here we'll give you some more <laughs> Let's go iran, out. this is the
0: funny uh, thing though is iran used to be a very close ally of america and f-14 yeah. Tomcats, had like all this shit and then just went full full 90 Crazy. degree 180 <laughs> oh, wow. dictatorship yeah. and man the people in iran i feel so sorry for like the regular people especially the women like you see what's going on over there? And that, Like, I don't know, 12 months ago, we saw that young lady, I can't remember her name, yeah. killed by the morale. Well, they don't call themselves this, but it is. The morality police. Mm-hmm. If your wife, Cammy leaves the home without a, a burqa hijab on, she will be pulled up by the police. And, well, but zero see, to hundred of what that was, Here, here and and in Western America, so we don't care
1: about that stuff. Like, no one cares about that at all. <laughs> That's the truth. But I I knew knew when you went to Syria. But I know in America,
0: there would be people being like, we need to improve these human rights of this. It's not going to happen. No one happens. No no one cares about that. No one cares.
1: Just like when when you went to, I remember sitting in this room, Charles was sitting right there and I was like, oh, look, Willie's in Syria. And then it was like next day it was like, oh, he's making videos over there. And then I found out you were safe for a while. And I literally told Charles sit and I said, no one is gonna watch those videos. Because yeah. no one cares about what happened? Right, that, that they don't care.
0: Legitimately had an impact on like my like emotional state of really? like I I'm was, telling these people like you know, I'm in Turkey and Syria, both of which for the, for the earthquake, Turkey was Hit so hard yeah. in those areas, and a lot of those areas were poorer areas to begin with. And then I was in Syria; people been at war for years and years and years, and no one gives a shit.
1: No one cares. And I was like, at all?
0: Holy shit!" And that that really changed my perspective on what I was doing as traveling and working and filming. Because I'm like, I can't like that Turkey trip, and I don't want to. Like, I don't want to talk money, but like it cost me maybe seven thousand dollars to do into Syria, and I made maybe three four hundred dollars. I mean, like, not profit, like, total. Yeah. So I was still in debt of well over six. And I'm like, of course, if you ted, said to that experience, I'll do it again, but I can't keep doing that stuff. Like, at the end of the day, I need to buy a ticket. It doesn't work. And I was just like, hey, how do people care about this? And, and about no one does.
1: No one uh, does. It was, in the, it was in the media for about 12 hours and was straight back to Ukraine yeah. and whatever was, was going on at the time. I was like, that, that's pretty much what people want to talk about. They don't care anything to do with it. Same thing with this, ta- that's why the Taliban, so is not really going to take any, no one really cares. No. It's almost like we we've we've written it off for our generation because everybody's like you know we've already done we try to help them and we're gonna move on, and they lump Syria, Iraq, Afghanistan, which is somewhat ironic. If the average the average American has no idea that the people in Iraq legitimately have never been to Afghanistan, they're they're yeah, yeah. they have never they don't even like people in Afghanistan don't even talk to the other person on the other hill for God's sake, let alone they don't travel to Iraq. For, they don't do that. It's mean, just not yeah, it's not just, it's just not gonna happen. So. But they really pretty much have written off this whole area. And all I bring this up is because uh, Israel, of course, is going to have a lot of issues. It's is, is closer and closer and closer that Iran actually gets with uh, enriching the uranium, which I think they're getting. I think they're getting. I, I, me, I don't know. I didn't graduate anything. But from what I can find out, they say they're getting closer to enriching to where they can actually make a weapon grade type. Like they can do something with it. And that's when you go down the path of, if that gets the case, you don't even know who's going to strike them first. And then, then you go down the path of, God, if they do it, then we're involved instantly. Oh, yeah. That's that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking, oh, so by the way, I didn't say who I was talking about, which I'm sure everybody home. We're talking about Israel. Israel would 1 million percent smack dab them, just, just right in the kisser.
0: Well, have Israel do a number of drone attacks on facilities that they believe are, like, enriching radio and yeah. scientific facilities. That's a big thing. And the thing is, I see with this Iran thing, is Iran has an alliance with Russia and, if anything, of this war has actually pulled those two closer sure, together yeah. because uh, Russia needs their um, Shahid drones, that technology, some of that. But on the flip side too, we know Russia, Soviet Soviet Union then to Russia, has been one of the most successful countries on enriching uranium and you know, nuclear power, nuclear weapons, whatever. In- incredible backlog of science into that. And... I don't know. I'm just you know, speculating here, but the closer those get, they could be secret shared, whatever just you to, know.
1: So I, I, a lot of people think, even myself, there's, to a certain extent, I think a lot of the um, Russian nukes probably aren't as effective as they were back in the 70s just because of, I don't know. I, I still see them keeping things up kept very well over time. I don't know. Maybe,
0: I don't know. Maybe, see, maybe. I disagree because I think if that is their draw card, like, have, if that is your only draw card, but, like, think, think about this. Like, Russia's rocket tech is it's very advanced. Very like, good. you know, what? since the shuttle program, from between the shuttle program and space, Tesla, bloody thing, whatever, SpaceX, uh-huh. between that, every US bloody astronaut who went to space was aboard a uh, Soyuz or whatever they call it. Like, aboard a Russian rocket. So, like, we know they've got good rocket tech. And even the Pentagon, like, we, we can't hit these ICBMs. So, from what I've read, from my knowledge, if they have a 50% chance on hitting each one, which is not high. Like, not high at all. Especially when you're talking about potentially thousands. I, I agree with you that I think some of these facilities whatever, probably aren't as well-kept as, you know, they're not going to be well Is it Nevada or Nebraska or some shit that have the American no. ones? Whatever it is. They're, yeah, they're not going to be at that standard. But, will it fire out of a tube and
1: hit? Yeah. Like, I saw, I, I bring this up because we're going to, we're going to talk about our crazy guy here in a little bit. Cause he's, he's back on a mega rant.
0: Is this the guy that's like his own Slo- TV show?
1: Slo- Yeah. He is on a <laughs> mega, it's I don't like mean, a late like, night like a mega rant, but I got, I, I didn't, I haven't watched the entire thing. I just, I just went through a little bit the kind of skimmed through it. We're going to watch it together live. But the, the things he, he, he is like, he's on one on this one, but this time I think he's getting called out a little bit by his people. So this is not going to happen. But I only bring this up because I wanted Charles to overlay. There was a, a video I watched uh, from the late seventies, like seventy-seven or some stuff, of uh, a Russian nuke test that was actually filmed, and it is pretty scary. I am gonna lie. Oh, it's, it's wild, man. So it's Russia have
0: the largest nuclear oh, weapons. Like if you scary. look at the megatonnage,
1: Dude, it turned everything like to like the most bright day I've ever seen? Yeah, ever But flown. they only they only blew that up
0: at now. I am gonna get the figures wrong here, but I think a third or a quarter of its actual. Tonnage Now, my mind is absolutely slipping me on what the name of that bomb actually is. But I believe the ones I actually have are 200 megatons, but they only blew it up at like 80 or 100 or something around that because they believe it could potentially crack the earth. And it's like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> don't fuck around with that. But oh, really? like, when we talk about um, Wunderwaffen, or whatever the Germans called it, yeah. being the wonder weapon, there is no such thing as a wonder weapon other than nuclear weapons. And nuclear weapons is, is a wonder. And nuclear power is a wonder thing too. Like, the, the people like, people that are against it, I just don't understand. But like, the USS bloody, whatever the big aircraft carries, a nuclear one, has a football-sized bit of uranium in it. That's the fuel. And it'll run for 50 years nonstop. You're like, that's a wonder weapon? Like, that's like magic. Like, what? <laughs> like, your bloody F-450 uses this much fuel to start. Yeah. Like and it's not <laughs> running. It's not running a ship of seven thousand personnel. Yeah. Bloody planes take and it runs everything. It boils your kettle to launching an F thirty five off the platform. Like it's wild. That shit. Nuclear stuff is wild, and those weapons exist. I don't the think big we one. Have a lot of people boiling kettles, by the way. D- bloody American. I don't think
1: we boil a lot of kettles. It's not something we do. We don't boil
0: kettles. No, you way. put a cup in the microwave with water in it.
1: Well, it's a lot quicker than boiling a damn kettle, is it not?
0: It's not as no, it doesn't give the same... No, thing. I'm just throwing no, no, it out there. The, the water hot. still gets really every hot, time right? I'm, every time I boil a cup of tea here, I'm like, well, what am I doing? Why is this in the microwave? That's the way it's done. Oh, yanks. No. Nah. <laughs> gotta go to the Brits, mate. You gotta make a perfect cup of tea. Hot
1: water yeah, the, the, thing, the thing with the Brits, they don't They understand is the reason why America is America is because of tea. All yeah. because of their damn taxes and tea. <laughs> That oh, was it? They, we we tea, been, Taxes and tea,
0: that's pretty much it. Yeah, we're, we're lumping Texas into America here. <laughs> water, America. I don't know about water. Water, some of it. But the nuclear weapons thing, like that is a realistic, it is a realistic threat. And we know these weapons exist. We know these weapons can work. And you've got to remember too, that a nuclear strike, a, a strike is a suicide mission. And this has to be put into the mindset as well, that if a nuclear strike happens, Putin's dead, Biden's probably dead, well, depending if they can get in shelters, but either way, they realise that they are signing up the country to a suicide mission, and those who are like, but America's not, it doesn't matter how many nukes America has, it doesn't matter the defensive systems are in place, some will get through, and once one's through, they're all they're all going, this is the mutually assured destruction, that is the treaty in place says that that can happen, and You know, this is down to the guys in the silos too, launching these bombs. Now, would you pick the most nationalistic guys to be in those silos? Absolutely. Because you don't want them being like, I'm not firing that bomb, I'm not turning the key. But at the end of the day, it doesn't, even if one didn't make it, shit's going bad. Like, incredibly, incredibly fast. It's, It's a terrible thing. But it's like those people I talked to. I think I talked about it last episode. Those like TikTokers who were like, "We're going to ban nuclear weapons." I'm like, "Good luck." Like it took us like ten years to ban plastic straws <laughs> that get stuck in <laughs> turtles' noses. Like you're going to go to yeah. China, Russia, France, UK, US, and be like, you know that you know that thing that is your wonder weapon. Let's get rid of that. That's the thing. Is oh, oh, I say sorry to cut you off, but I say that if if Russia had no nuclear arsenal. I completely believe that on this uh, Russia-Ukrainian conflict, that more would have been given to Ukraine, and more as including boots on the ground. That the escalation is that. That when we talk about Russia escalating, we're not meaning sitting in small fortresses because they can do that. What it is is that next step. And if we knew that step didn't exist or had the level of confidence of 100% that they they don't work, why why would we not? then be like, right, we're gonna fly in fifty F-22s and take out seed and deed runs and take out your systems. Like and that's my argument is I think the lack of seeing that is the knowledge that they exist and work and that there are people high within the Kremlin who would see that happening and 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 want that. Look at these things. You know, they're talking about we should do this. Like it it's wild. And uh, sorry, where I was going as well on the on the missions, was it's not only ICBMs, you know, launching out of a tube and whatever. Is if we know there's a suicide missions, people don't realize how close Russia is to the US. You know, there are, there are points. There is two points where you can physically walk between US land and Russia. Mm-hmm. Up, you know, there's there's two islands. I want to say they're called angles or some shit. I'm I'm probably making up the name, but it freezes over between them, and physically you could walk there. And what I'm saying is more: if a nuclear strike doesn't have to be a ICBM, if you're one of the pilots in a modern war dropping a nuclear warhead, you're not coming back. You know, a Russian plane could be well within their airspace and launch a very quick strike nuke. Like,
1: I'm not saying this to scare anyone. I
0: don't. Whatever. I still think nuclear war nuclear war is a, a very low chance for the reason I've given of. Everything ends, including Putin and his family and everything as well. But is the capability there? Absolutely, it is, and it needs to be for them.
1: Well, if it makes you feel any better, in the last twenty-four hours, six areas of Russia have been attacked mm. by drones and saboteurs. It's a good way to put it, I guess. Krasnodar. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, an explosion went off in the middle of the city itself. Yep. Uh, Belgorod, drone dropped explosives on top of a. Uh, oh, a well, gas by the way. We talked about them having something. Um, one of the largest. Well, Gazprom's companies. the
0: biggest company in Russia. That is, well, non in the privately, owned and, privately owned, and it's yeah. not. It's, yeah. it's it's Kremlin owned, but they're a multi multi billion dollar company and have a PMC.
1: Uh, Bryansk or Bryansk. Bryansk. Uh, yeah. uh, three drones attacked a the village yep. there, and then you have Saint Petersburg. They burned a railroad. There's not, a lot of um. Su- that's not super uncommon. Partisans right happening. yeah, they yeah. so burned a railway last week in Crimea too. Moscow. Another railroad. Uh, and Rostovov? Rostov? Um, Rostov? Rostov? Yeah. Rostov. Rostov. Yeah. Anyway, Rostov. Anyway, there was an attempt to strike at a military airfield, actually. Yeah. Which is somewhat <laughs> kind of crazy, because that's actually a bomber aviation regiment. So they tried to hit it. But this is... I don't... I really don't know if this is Ukrainians on the ground working. I think it's actually people inside of oh, Russia. No, it's, it's civilian partisans. I think it's what it is. sincerely. Yeah. I think this reminds me of more... I think I've said this before, too. World War, t- World War II time. I, I Have you seen my regulator? That mm-hmm. I have, it's a little pistol thing. Oh, right i right, I'm gonna go. Go get it? it. Have you seen it? No. Oh, I'm gonna go grab it. Right. Because it, it's it's gonna, it'll make a little bit of sense. Okay, so this is what this is what I'm talking about. So this is you ever see one of these?
0: Never. I've. All right. This it is looks like cool. a starting pistol to me.
1: It's a pretty cool piece <laughs> of history here. So this is I think it's called the regulator. I'm pretty positive. The stamped pistol. I can't remember. if it Shoots 45 or 40. Um, man, I, I feel like I should know this. Let me look this up real quick. So, anyway, that's that's the kind of stuff that we gave to France during World War II. They would dump this behind cool. the lines, and they would use that. They would go up and they'd shoot the Germans in the back of the head, then What's take. Meant their... to go in there? What's that? What's meant to go in there? I don't really know. I'm about to look <laughs> it up. I don't remember. What? Right. Nice. No, it's called a liberator. The liberator, the liberator is what it's called, not the regulator. Um, anyway, yeah, it was it was it was transferred. It was a forty-five. Um, all right, so this is what it was. It was a single shot. This is. I, it took me a second to actually to remember this. So it pulls back like literally like this. You put the round inside of there, legitimately, and you put it like this, and shoot That's the cool. son of a gun. It was it was meant to shoot one bullet at a time, and inside of here they had five rounds. Yeah, they just held it inside of there. You had to, literally had to put each one inside. Yeah. there. you wouldn't I, want to miss. No, you wouldn't
0: want to. <laughs> Fuck.
1: Miss. But no, I know. I, I brought this up. It's a cool piece of history. That's cool. It's uh, it's clearly welded on top, so you. Yeah. It's for more, literally from World War II. They stamp these things. It cost like two bucks to make back in the day. Um, I bought this at a, in a glass showroom, and I just, I like World War II history. Um, but when I bought that, I didn't know much about it. Someone looked at it. it they used this thing back then to, we would plan them behind lines or like the same type of thing, like saboteurs, you guess you say, or the resistant fighters. They would go up, and then they would kill the Germans, take their guns. They'd kill them with one of these, yeah. and then take their guns and then use them against them. Kind of, I don't know. The thing is, World War II,
0: French military? versus, like, French resistance. Awesome.
1: French resistance was, like, awesome. yeah. (laughs)
0: resistance. (laughs) Fucking awesome. resistance was actually something. Beating someone to death with a fucking bit of bread or
1: something. (laughs) my God. They were brutal, dude. The whole resistance back, I mean, about as brutal as seeing that thing. Look at that. Isn't that glorious?
0: What do you mean? Love your body. Speaking of that, my missus is running a marathon today.
1: She doesn't love her body. Adelaide Barossa Valley Marathon.
0: Meanwhile, look at me. (laughs) (laughs) Marathon of carb loading, baby. But yeah, like that, there's going to be more and more strikes behind the line because we're in an element of shaping this. And part of the shaping is not only military shaping, it's as far as shaping morale, shaping the ways people see this and, you know, that the everyday Russian doesn't feel really a lot of the effect of this war. And that is something that is incorrectly being reported in a lot of things is you might not be able to get a bottle of Coke, but you can still get cola. You can't get McDonald's, but you can get the equivalent, whatever. So your actual day-to-day, a lot of people, use. it's like, hasn't actually really affected it. But once they start seeing that, hey, there's attacks within our territory, trains are getting, you know, blown up, things like this, it could change that whole mindset of, hey, this isn't going so well, because we know the media is controlled. We don't know exactly what the average Russian sees online either. Maybe it's being reported this is going fantastically, and that it's a special military operation that, oh no, the the SMO was never to take the country. We've only taken this little sliver. So it's going well. That was our initial uh, idea of what we're going to do anyway. So things like this is far more shaping than just hitting military targets. There's the whole idea of informational warfare behind the line too. And the Russian, or Soviet railways, I should say, because all built during the Soviet Union, are really interesting how that all works too. That imagine here... In America, you've got, like, from Dallas to Austin. Uh, My geography of you guys is shit, but whatever. Is a direct train. And there's a direct train from here to somewhere else as well. In the Soviet Union, pretty much, like, everything goes then to a central location and back out again. So it will go to Moscow and then to somewhere. So even if you've got two points like this, the train doesn't do that. It goes to Moscow and back out. Basically, the idea of that is then to get the railways and much easier to defend them if they have to go to the capital, which will be the most heavily defended area. That's just a little bit of history of the the way the railways were built differently to how we build them here. It's a very inefficient way, but in a wartime, much easier than to do the repairs and defence on those as well. But I thought that was just interesting. Wow. Do they use trains a lot in Russia? Huge. Yeah, like the Soviet railways were built, you know, Soviet... Union countries. So, you know, the same in Ukraine as well. And there are a wider gauge rail. This was one of the big problems with getting equipment into Ukraine was Poland's gauge of the railway, like how far apart the tracks are, was, I believe, narrower than the original Soviet gauge, which is in all throughout Ukraine as well. So they couldn't just pass a train across. So the solution has been come up to that. You can get um, carriages that have, like, changing gauge, bloody wheels or something, as so well you can just lay more Gauge track, But Russia focused incredibly heavily on uh, rail, massively. They have a whole core. So do you guys. You guys have a reserve core in America that is like a railway builder. The, the, the whole thing is to repair rail. Because at the end of the day, rail is so much more efficient than trucking. Like to move an Abrams from east to west on a truck, you'll have one Abrams on a truck. To move by rail, you could have a, a four-mile-long train just full of tanks, so it's far more far more um, efficient, it's faster, you know, whatever, there's so many benefits to rail, now there are benefits in other ways as well to not having rails, rail's easy to target, you can't move it, you can't change the route, a truck can just go around something, a railway can't do that, but Russia focused, or Soviet Union I should say, focused incredibly heavily on that, this is the reason too, why if you look at a T-series tank, one, especially any built within the Soviet Union, are much more narrow than a tank, say, of the West. And that whole point is to go onto a railway bed. Um, it's no specific bed. It was made specifically for a typical railway carriage. And as well, the T-series tanks sitting on the rail can um, dismount themselves. They don't need to be driven up. They can do a 90-degree turn, like skid steer a turn, and drive directly. Off the track, off the rail as well. That there's like they focus so massively heavy on rail, and they they focused on different things that we focused apart from. So we would focus on aircraft, and then they would focus on air defense, and that's just how things have have gone. So rail was massive for them, huge. It still is. You know those countries that rail is still massive. Same with Ukraine, that rail is. Like you would not think about catching a train from here to go to wherever, where that's very much used and it's huge. Some sleeper t- trains, whatever. Like I know you guys have a very good network, but those networks are, are you know very like they're built up and very used, very popular.
1: Oh, this is this is the guy I was wanting to talk about earlier. This is my guy. Are um, your guy? Are you ready? You ready to talk about this guy? Mm.
0: Wait, is this the one where he talks about voting in a new president?
1: I don't know. No, this is the one. No, you want to just see the one I'm talking Let's about? Let's do that one. You I want to mean, talk about him voting in a new yeah. president real quick? That one was kind of... This is the. That's the one I could not believe actually made it to... Um.
0: Well, while we're talking about like different designs in Soviet versus American equipment, this is why American tanks are so much larger than a Soviet-era tank. So if, if Charles can get a photo of like a T-72 next to like... And Abrams, for example, or T nine, whatever, much smaller tank. Now, basically, what it was was if Russia was going to be fighting a war, their tanks were not moving across oceans. The tanks were the war was going to be within either Asia or Europe, and mostly, high chance was going to be Europe. So they made more tanks that were smaller, lower profile, lower tanks, lighter for things like mud. Where the Americans knew if they were deploying tanks to Europe, that they needed a very high survivability because they're moving them via ship or whatever means to get here. So they needed, well, to make higher survivability tanks. So you've got the heavier type tanks, for example, like your Abrams type tank. And this is where the Soviet tanks lower profile and they were built in an era before top attack weapons. So JAV, end-law, things like that, a top-down attack. This is why I've seen such a devastating effect against T-series weapons. But a T-series tank... Was made in the era of direct fire weapons. So, made for oncoming targets. And they're still very protected against that. But modern warfare hasn't caught up with the top down attack. This is where we've seen the cope cage, the bar armor on mm-hmm. top of the tanks, too. It's just different elements of, of where they are.
1: So, this is the guy that I don't even know how they got this through or why they, like you're, you're just here at the very end, they, they cut him off pretty quick. And I'm kind of shocked they even brought this up on Russian TV ровно Почему?
0: Ну потому что играть Так, нам все заканчивается
1: Так, все, давайте мы сделаем паузу. That one million percent was the first time I ever heard somebody say like actively on a, a, a chunk of their network that they need to actually replace Putin. That, that is something. I don't know if anybody's ever heard them saying or who would even bring it up. That's why they ended up so quick. I don't think he watches a ton of this stuff. I've un- unfortunately consumed more than I would ever want to say in a lifetime. But it is somewhat, I don't know. I don't think anything's going to come of it. It's the same thing with, with this guy, Solioff. Sol- Sol- uh, the, the, the crazy guy. The no, absolutely insane one, of... which I want to I bring this one up for a second. We were talking about nukes earlier, and this guy goes absolutely I think oh, goes, he goes ham on I it. Think, I think he yeah. goes a little bit unhinged here, and I think someone actually went against him. He was trying to convince people; and apparently, it didn't go very well. We're going to actually, we're going to, it kind of stems
0: around the same thing.
1: You have not some Poseidon The
0: Poseidon is a underwater drone, like a submarine drone that carries a nuclear warhead, made purely to defeat England, and yeah. You know, I believe, like, Soviet-era weapons, like, Russian weapons, because I love looking at the history of this, because they build them like if we were 12-year-olds building a weapon. Like, hey, let's make a hovercraft that's this fucking massive with a thousand-mil gun on it. Like, Poseidon's a little bit like that. It's like a sci-fi weapon. It's basically an underwater sea drone that blows up a nuclear weapon and creates a tsunami or tidal wave. I'm not sure which one it would actually fall into, but creates a massive thousand-foot wave, I believe they're claiming, that will then take out... Anywhere on the coast, so it's actually not the explosion happening. It's then to flood an area, and that that's what the Poseidon is. It's wild. So submarine launched. I'm not sure what the exact difference between a torpedo and what makes an underwater drone, because both seem to have the same thing. It must be it must be range or steerability, maneuverability. But um, yeah, that that's to create a uh, basically a massive wave to take out England. And go from there. But Look,
1: I, I got a video. We're gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna share it on screen with you guys. But there time. are
0: rumors of if it actually exists or not. We know they've got whether we know if they've got torpedoes. If they've got nuclear weapons, how would it create a, a wave like that? Well, that's that's up to anyone's imagination. I want to see them test one. Like not against anyone, but if that actually exists, I want to see a thousand foot wave and some crazy dude trying to surf it. Some instead of Nazaire surfing, you just Russian nuclear bomb surfing. What would you do in that situation? What are you gonna do? Like to be honest, I think the correct answer is start paddling out. Like you're dead anyway. At least hold a world record of surfing. That so shit.
1: you're telling me that it's a it's a 500 meter, no, so 1500 foot, 1500 foot high wave that is, is fully radioactive. 200 megatons. Wow. There is there is a lot of people
0: like if this actually exists or not. But to be honest, it doesn't seem that unrealistic. Like, we know, we know. for example, we've got the SAR bomber, which we know that's been used, 50 megatons. We know they've got submarines and torpedoes and underwater drones. It, connecting those two, like, I'm not saying it's this simple, but, like, theoretically, they could do it. Does it actually exist? We don't know. There's been things, like, this is a photo of, you know, the bomb and whatever, but we, it hasn't been used. But that's, that's what I'm getting at, like, those those era weapons is just like coming up with shit, like it's like the kids and like, how would you take out this city? Instead of asking, like, oh, we'll build this accurate laser guided fucking bomb that goes in the window and kills these guys. Like, let's create a toxic tidal wave that's fifteen hundred feet high.
1: I want to keep on going now. This that's process. wild. Sorry, I
0: just had to jump in. У американцев есть а мы Американцы I... уверены, что мы не используем. Именно поэтому небезызвестный подонок Линкин убедил Байдена, что надо дать добро на поставку F16. Он сказал, что Россия не будет ничего делать. People who say like, I'm pro Russian. That's pro Russian. Quote, we need to smash them with nukes. That's pro Russian. That's proper. Like, that's wild. I should watch this shit. Like, that's entertaining. That, that is, the thing. So That's what thing. That about, is fucking insane.
1: You know, the thing about this is the fact that, that that he keeps saying it over and over again. This guy, these guys are actually kind of. It's almost like comical at this point because he says it over and over again. He talks about people here in America are afraid of them using nukes. I can assure you right now. We can walk down the street, and I can send you to any place here in America, and they'd be like, "Are you worried about Russia using nukes?" No, nah, none at all. This you is reckon? Is, I don't yes. Know. This is in the eighties. No one thinks about that stuff. No yeah, one's even worried about it.
0: I, no know, I know people. People in my—I'm from Adelaide, Australia, which is where we're building our nuclear submarines, and people are worried about it there because if Australia was to be, if if China say we'll use China's example because it's the most likely example was to try and uh, wage a war on Australia, the first target one of would be that area where we build the subs. No one. No, and right, people no one cares. are people are worried somewhat about that there.
1: No one cares. I'm telling you here. No one cares. I even even the people that are in my little circle. They don't worry about even the war inside of Ukraine. I'm like the only one in my circle where people they go, like, hey, what's going on in Ukraine? Nothing? Okay, yeah, that's what we thought. They're just going about their day life. Nobody I cares. just worry about incompetent
0: people. It's I look okay. at I look at the people in charge of these nuclear weapons.
1: And I'm talking in charge of the I
0: don't care whether it's Western, Eastern country, whatever. Look at every leader of the country of a nuclear weapon. I don't trust the competence of any of them. Like you're talking Macron, Biden. Putin, G, and whoever the Prime Minister of the UK is, fuck knows, a Sanook, whatever your name is, Sanook, but I think so. I don't trust any of their competence to actually have the fucking ability to do this. Like, would you trust Biden in a firefight next year? Unfortunately,
1: this is going to piss a lot of people out of the watches. I wouldn't trust Biden holding my child, I wouldn't trust Biden changing a diaper on a baby. I wouldn't trust Biden. Like, w- I mean, would you, would you drop his your kids off? At, like, if he, if Biden was having like a daycare, if he had a Biden <laughs> daycare, would you trust his ability to
0: actually watch over the kids for a six hour period? I, I recently was at my grandfather's 80th birthday. And I love my grandfather. He's the most wonderful man ever. But I'm like, you, he's been retired for my, pretty much my whole life. And he would have retired at 60. And I'm like, yeah, you're not cognitively there to no. work. And I'm like, Hang on, why is how old is Biden? He's seven, late seventies, and I'm like, mm, it's a bit. But as far as anything, no, I wouldn't trust any politician. I believe politicians and YouTubers, and I'll include myself in this, are like ultimate narcissists, and I don't trust any of them. <laughs> like it's like, it's fucking wild, man. Like the whole thing of going to politics the reason I don't trust politicians is because I couldn't think about doing anything worse than that. And I think if you want to do that, you're fucking crazy. You want to go into a job that has massive responsibility, that isn't high-paying, and you're the most, like, critiqued person on earth. Like, that's the reason our leaders fucking suck, is because if you were the CEO of a small company, Like, I'm meaning, you know, a small, a couple of franchises, whatever. You're earning millions a year. No one even knows who the fuck you are. Biden earns fuck all. Except Except for the insider trading that politicians do. Forget that. Why do you think, why would a competent person go into politics and not private business? Humans are ultimately selfish. Every human is, to a degree. It's, it's primitive. We have to be selfish to survive. We lived like that for 200,000 years. It doesn't go away In since we've had th- this in our fucking hand. It's got worse. So that's why I don't trust them, is I'm like, I don't trust any of them. i <laughs> like, like oh, I think we should just randomly elect a, pr- a president every year. It's just random. It's just from random dude. It's like, you're in charge of the year. These are your left and right of arc. You can't use the nukes you can't do this, but you and your group of mates get to decide the country's bearing only for the next 12 months and then we pick someone else. Each state rolls through. So we're going to have like giga left California for a year and then like giga right Florida for a year and just let that pendulum swing, baby. Like, just let it swing.
1: (laughs) I'm glad you don't don't live here. Let's finish this one (laughs) up right here. Будут их поставлять. И я еще раз говорю, да, какой ядерный, ты предлагаешь ответ? Я,
0: ядерный ответ какой вы... ты предлагаешь? Да мы сейчас отвечаем. У нас Нормально. нет пока достойного ответа по одной простой причине. Если ты посмотришь, там 4000 F-16 было выпущено.
1: They or are on two different spectrums here you have one guy yeah. who actually the other
0: guy seems like somewhat he's reasonable like, he's like reasonable he's like no, got no, a higher no, class up
1: hold on a sec they actually have what you think they don't have yes like they have these things like are you that you can't be this like that, that's why i love watching this guy he's so naive and stuck in his own little world that yeah. he thinks like like you don't you don't watch a lot of this no i don't Dude, i watch yeah. this i'm so, like this guy right here is is in his own little bubble how do i watch it what's it on I, I'll send you the links to this. Yeah, right, so so this this guy is stuck in his own little bubble, like in like his own insane little bubble, and you have the he brings on other show hosts or other hosts at, at times, and that guy that comes on is always like kind of like you know hold on you you're actually not realizing what's going on in the situation. They're not doing anything out of the norm. They supplied some tanks which are conventional, mm-hmm. which he just said, and some 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 jets. Yeah. Okay. Now the jets. I could understand why that would make them a little bit more worried, but we're talking like months and months and months down the road, which I don't even, that's, yeah, yeah. if that's even a thing, and he's bringing up 4,000 of them, they're not going to get 4,000 of them. For one, they're going to do maybe, what was it? I think I saw 180 well, was, people. No, or, it wasn't very many.
0: No, so we can actually talk about that because I've got some notes here. So from yesterday from the official defense of Ukraine, the quote was four, squ- so they're requesting four squadrons of F-16s being 48 aircraft, are uh, exactly what we need to liberate our country from the aggressor. So each so squadron 48, 12 yes okay. um, and you know that is really not that many will it make a huge difference 48? the the f-16 the the Western Jets are a more of a political future thing for Ukraine rather than turning the tide of the war and and there's a lot of the experts have talked about this that the f-16s will not be turning the way this war will go however it's going to go. But what it does do is set a new precedents for setting in more modern equipment and then training and more of that NATO. Because all we've seen is um, NATO-style weapons or NATO weapons on the ground. We haven't really seen, seen any in the air or in the ocean. None of that. And what I'm meaning is a... Um, like multi launcher, high mass systems, that is still an army, that's an artillery system, it's still a ground force system. We haven't really seen anything like this. So I think it's more a political win than actually a war winning thing. So one of my contacts who is within, he's remained anonymous, but he's within Ukraine working specifically on things like this, has said that the amount needed is 144 um, to actually support the offensives. And he's re- pushed back on that 48 thing because he said, 48 might be enough at any one point, but as you know, and you've worked with multiple airframes, chooks, black hawks, whatever, that all the time something's grounded, all the time something's broken, you know. And, and, and as well, he said, and you know, people don't want to talk about this, you need to take into account the planes are going to get shot down too. And F 16, if you deploy F 16s to Ukraine, now I'm not saying how many, but there will be ones that are shot down as well. And he said that the 48 is not enough to take into account the grounded, maintenance, planes lost, and overall mission capability. The 48 is enough at any one point, but not overall. And he's even pointed that if more wasn't, that we would be liable for some of the actions of actually being like, you know, we've given you some, but not enough to effectively support. That's what America's been doing the
1: entire time, though. He was was, was just enough to kind of like, move the needle a little bit you know just let's just move the needle a little, it's a little bit not but, enough to you but where if you say like, this as if you say this you would be
0: plugged like i am as as pro russian if i suggest that the west is giving ukraine equipment to extend and win the war incrementally but not the amount they could give and you know take oh, then you're labeled as pro russian but it's it's so obviously clear we're giving you know i don't even know what it is 20 um abrams tanks I know for a fact, just down the road he would have a 1,000 sitting in storage. Like, oh, yeah. you know, it's it's one of those things that, if, if you even push back any on it, and you got to remember at the end of the day, an F-16 is an old platform. Now, they're coming, they're confirmed from America, but they should be coming from Denmark and the Netherlands as well. Um, but we're not 100% sure yet on what they will give. But, of course, they have older variants of the F-16. And, like it or not, Russia has a lot of Gen 4 aircraft. They will suggest they've got Gen 5 with this Su-57. Now, I would push back than a lot of people would. As far as Gen 5, you're talking F-35 and F-22. Is Su-57 at that level? Probably not, being the engine shape and some other beats about the plane. But it's probably a Gen 4 plus system. We now we haven't seen it used. They claim they've used it, but we haven't seen it. But Russia still has, as... Um, is that joint chef of Miley has said there is no magic in war. F-16s are and neither is anything else. The Russians have a thousand fourth generation fighters. If you're gonna contest Russia in the air, you're gonna need a substantial amount of fourth and fifth generation fighters. So if you look at the cost curve and do the analysis analysis, sorry, the smartest thing to do to have done is exactly what we did do, which is provide a significant amount of integrated air defenses to cover the battle space and deny Russians the airspace. So basically saying it is easier to give Into Ukraine, things like the Patriot system and other air defense systems. It's easier to do that and deny the enemy, deny Russia the airspace, than to actually then gain the superiority of then taking those planes out. That's basically saying, and they're talking about the cost as well, and the cost as well is going to be when we talk about political wins. It's all pushing, this is just the start of the curve for, I believe, more stuff and more high-end equipment and more NATO standard equipment. That we've seen nothing that's going to cost what this costs yet. You know, fighter jets are a whole nother bag. They cost tens of thousands to fly an hour. The planes themselves are incredibly expensive and, you know, it, it's one of those things. And But one of the things that is being wrongfully reported is the cost of f-16s as far as what it is because a lot of the cost analysis are given off replacement so an f-16 back i believe in the early 80s was i believe about 18 million dollars and now depending on the variant sits somewhere between like 45 and 70 million dollars per aircraft but a lot of the cost analysis people are giving is based off replacement because we're not buying more f-16s america's buying f-35 so if we send an f sixteen or two F-16s or three, we need to replace it with F-35s. And people are giving analysis of, oh, it's going to be billions of dollars. Yeah, well, no, we're not going to send, probably not, brand new aircraft. We're going to use aircraft that probably have already got use. So the cost is difficult. But Miley, again, and I know people always jump on um, Miley as a source, but if you, I'm just quoting him. If you look at the F-16, 10 F-16s cost a billion dollars. The sustainment cost another billion dollars. So you're talking $2 billion for 10 aircraft and basically basically suggesting that the reason this wasn't done sooner was it's not as he talked about the cost curve for bang for buck of this so that is an interesting thing to talk about but as well will f-16s change the tide of the war for the actual power of even if these 48 aircraft probably not can it change the tide of more um Equipment getting rolled in to Ukraine and forming Ukraine to be a NATO standard military. Absolutely. And I believe that is the groundwork that is going in as well. And there's a lot of talk about if, if F-16 is even the correct aircraft to send as far as F-16 is an air dominance fighter, more so than a traditional multi-role fighter as far as the F-18. And a lot of people saying the dual-engine F-18 is a far better bit of kit for Ukraine than an F-16. But that's a whole other thing. But at the end of the day, too, you need to remember... That you know, there are aircraft developed specifically to counter these. Has Russia performed in the air anywhere near what we thought? Absolutely, absolutely not. Not even at a tenth of this. But they still have aircraft made for this. You know, the F-16 the was originally the orders were placed by the Air Force in seventy-two, the first flight was seventy-four, and they first were introduced in 78. So these are a forty-five plus-year-old aircraft, depending when you I've take... They've been around
1: for 49 years.
0: 49 years. 49 years.
1: They were in service for 43 years, some shit of those 49 years, and then we started getting rid of them. Yeah. Like, but the thing is, we dumped them on all these other countries. Now, of course, they've had all
0: these <laughs> yeah. um, in, in, updates yeah. from here as well. But the, the the thing of what I'm saying is this, is Russia have specifically designed aircraft, to to counter these. That's why the, Mi- the old MiG-29, which Ukraine already has, was specifically developed... To counter F 16 in the Soviet versus West Cold War. This is still a Cold War style. Now, has the F 16 had way more iterations and way more tech advances than a MiG 29? Absolutely. But what I will say is we, or not we, um, Poland, Slovakia, gave a number of MiG 29s to Ukrainian forces. Did we see a massive shift on the front? Not really. And those MiG-29s, people say, well, the F-16 has more modern weapons. The MiG-29 was operating Western weapons on its hard points on the wings as well. So will any fighter, either a Gen 3+, plus Gen 4, Gen, make a huge difference? No. If we're comparing, if we're setting F-35s, EW assets, then massively. But what I'll say again is I believe it's more... This NATO standard and building and you know feeling out, I guess, public perception to this and rolling on from there. But are we going to see them in this offensive unless the offensive happens at the end of the year, which won't happen because we know that Russia, by just um, geography alone, has an advantage in the winter. We won't we, if we don't see the offensive by then. It's 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 going to roll onto this time next year. And if it rolls on this time next year.
1: Did they're, they're supposed, just, this is going to be over
0: with. Well, that was that was the this running. Is just well, be, the tin hat conspiracy, is, this is, this is and I love talking about tinfoil hat conspiracies this because I believe that, you know, like, I, I, it's just funny to look at. Too was one of them was saying, "This is a way to arm Ukraine to a NATO standard, with it's using really a, a lot standard, of other." Uh, the equipment is NATO standard, and, and many of the soldiers are now to a NATO standard. But I do agree with you on the command control. And some of that, as far as... Um, Ukrainian military is, is good, yeah.
1: but they're not an actual, like, legit military.
0: Uh, like
1: in my f- eyes, a legit military, yeah. like an actual one, everybody has the same weapons, same amount of training, they're at least half... But decent. that's what they're moving to as well. I know, that they're they are clearly moving to, but right now, currently, they're not even relatively close. Some have M4s, some have AKs, some mm. have Chinese AKs, some have... Yeah. I, I would like to say they don't have... Something worse than an AK, but I'm sure some of them don't even have something equivalent of that at this point.
0: Yeah, but but this but, but where the conspiracy goes is that this is a way to arm Ukraine to a NATO standard without Ukraine being within NATO. Because imagine if before this war we started really arming Ukraine to a NATO standard, F-16s, Leopards, whatever, including NATO partners. Well, but what is that even what's going on? Well, it, it, doesn't it does. It control along. Well, the more countries within NATO. The more countries that are in NATO means not the safer going to the be, defensive alliance becomes. One day, one day they probably will be. I believe one day Russia will be part of NATO as well. I believe down the and I'm meaning like fifty years that we need to either because is Russia going to go form China or NATO? And I believe it'd be in our best interest to go right. We need to control over you, and I'm talking tens and tens of years down the track once we Germany we hated Germany we hated Japan I, I get
1: it yeah no you're right that's the,
0: 50 years down the track right I could go on a this all day yeah, but, but we Russia we
1: have control of Germany and Japan because we we beat them yeah in you'd, an you'd, actual real war like us, yeah. As in, yeah, like but, us. But if the thing is too, not, not, this, not this is like the idea Russia of, but,
0: but the idea of controlling something versus overcoming it as well. Uh, so, for example, if you control the Finnish border uh, and then the Ukrainian border under NATO onto Russia, you've got far more control of that region as well. So, th- there's, yeah, it, it's like surrounding something that you can effectively control a city by not having troops in it. If you've surrounded something and you control what comes in and out but as well that russia down the track we can talk about um climate change and how that's going to affect russia's economy in a positive way and we're talking 50 60 years that the control of those elements is in our favor long term but short term the control of that security is absolutely within the within the idea of what Ukraine need and Ukraine need to become a NATO country, and the more NATO standard weapons they have, is getting closer and closer. Do Ukraine currently meet the requirements to become a NATO EU member? No. The main one being they not only have a border dispute, because you can join with with a border dispute, but they've got a, a f- active war inside. And as soon as we, if we got if we step into NATO today, Article Five gets initiated, and we need to go. And that, that's just not it's just not gonna happen. As much as people want it to, it's just not going to. I don't want it so, to just
1: gonna be done and over with. There'd be a two week ordeal, they'd be pushed back into Russia and be like, all right, now what are you gonna do? You're gonna pay back for all that. But the, depending on like,
0: well, that bloody whatever his name was saying. Yeah, yeah. Nukes like, and nukes and nukes. But I'm saying
1: if we if we, we didn't yeah. go in and we just absolutely America could like, I don't care. I've said this many times. This war would be over in two weeks.
0: Well, the way I would do it
1: It'd if I, if I were Biden nice. and I
0: was like Oh, that's better now. I can see it. If I were Biden and I was like, I want to end this war now. Well, at least a little bit more of it is I would raise a PMC and I'm meaning like a fucking massive PMC offer huge salaries. So quarter million dollars salary and you'd recruit all these ex operators from wherever and deploy a PMC because a PMC is just like Wagner Group works that you are outside of the. Um, sort of state regulations. Foreign fighters can go and fight in Ukraine, but American troops can't go onto the soil. But foreign fighters can. Imagine if you started a BMC that would actually attract these tier one guys to go and do that war. What I would also be looking at is, right, how much does an an ex-F-16 pilot, how much do they earn now flying for American Airlines? Quarter million dollars. Right, okay, Maverick, we'll give you $2 million to fly this F-16 for Ukraine tomorrow, the, because that is the way I believe to do it, because what we're going to do is we're, they've, we've taken Ukrainian fighter pilots into the States to assess how much training that they'll need, and then the European alliance of F, of these F-16 Western fighters will then train them what they're saying is four months. Now, is a four-month trained Ukrainian fighter pilot going to be at the standard of a guy who flew F-16s for 20 years and was the leader of Top Gun school in fucking era 51, no, that's not going to be at that standard. Could we could we deploy F sixteens, given F sixteens, to Ukraine now? Send them across the boat. We can do it with F 16s fucking sitting around everywhere. Could you persuade pilots to do it? Probably, with enough money. That fixes your solution right there. They're going to be far more capable, at least in the beginning, than like indigenous trained aircraft, guys who were trained on that aircraft from the beginning and flown it for 10 years, 20 years, are going to be far more competent on that aircraft than training in four months from a foreign aircraft. And that would work. That is the way I would do it. I'd be looking now more the private sector of this. I don't see why that's not more of an idea. Like, because that could be done tomorrow. Same with tank crew. You could find an Abrams commander, offer him X amount of money. And I know people, oh, money money fucking matters. Why do you think people join PMCs? Money. And there's, you know, people go, Wagner doesn't pay well. Yeah, but that's not a Western PMC. Western PMCs pay really fucking well. But could we go, yep, we're giving this $5 million tank, but it comes with, you know, John Smith, commander, he's earning X amount of money, and it's a more competent system on the ground. I don't know. I think with these high-end systems, that is more the solution to this, that then negates those rulings around... On the ground. I don't know, that's just that's just me. That's the way I'd be looking at doing more things like this, is raise some CIA op fucking shit of a, oh, you know, there's this now a fighter jet PMC. And this PMC, backed by the Epstein Foundation, has got a billion dollars. I use that as an as a thing because they just pulled billions out of nowhere. We've pulled these billions of dollars out of nowhere to buy F-16s. You can buy F-16s. There's private companies in America own F-16s. You can buy them. Oh, then they've bought 100 F-16s that were meant to be going to, um, I don't want to say Argentina, that sounds wrong, but there's a country at the moment looking to either buy Chinese or, or um, F-16s from um, another country, and they're trying to win so the Chinese planes don't go there, but whatever. Another thing, we've raised this PMC and these guys are going to fly the fighters. I think that negates a lot of the issues. That's the way I'd be doing it. That's, I don't know, building up Ukraine's force, building up a force peacetime, that's the way to do it. Building up a force during wartime, very, very fucking difficult. And Ukraine has done a brilliant job of this with building up the force and as well, of course, taking them out of Ukraine into the West to train. It's just not enough time. Being, a competent, being competent either in a tank, a soldier, whatever, being like really, really good, takes a long time. Like think about when you did basic training, what, three months? And then infantry training is what, three or four months? Think of what that point of when you left that standard training. And then you and I have both done this. And then two years down the track, when you've got a special a specialist qualification, you were a sniper specialist, I was anti-armour heavy weapons specialist. Think of how much com- more competent you were at that point in your career than then. And that, I think, is what we need to look at, is especially with these very high-end equipment, what could be the way or to make this work the best? And, and when I talk about those those figures of money, the figures of money to the State Department of quarter million, half a million dollars isn't that
1: much. No. Not only
0: deploying a $20 million plane, could we persuade an F-16 pilot with a million dollars a year? We'll give you a million bucks a year. To fly this plane, because if he can have more um, success in not being shot down, well, his salary is then paid ten times over. Like, like that's just that's just my thinking on it of why I think that. Would go. And this is the reason I spoke to you in the card of the day about why we'll see. And you can look this up, and I am not the first person to talk about this. The ray, the sorry, the rise of PMCs worldwide. Mm-hmm. The rise of PMCs is everywhere, and Gazprom is going to be a big issue as well because their amount of funding is huge. They're not going to be um, to the same constraints that the Russian military has. And the Russian military not only has economic restraint, but they've also got a lot of constraint around um, leaders in areas that are corrupt, corrupt officials. They report back through this. This It's why Wagner Group has been more successful than the traditional soldiers on the ground. Wagner Group can pick and choose their commanders. Right, fucking... Yuri, whatever, you've just done 10 years in the Russian Spetsnaz and you're a good operator. How about we pay you this much and poach you across to here? Why do you think that Wagner PMC is trying to poach ex-tier-one, tier-two operators from the West, which they were 100% trying to do, offering big money because they need good command? That's And and PMC. we're going to see the rise of PMCs. It gets around a lot of problems. And I've just banged on about that for ages. Mm. But but do you – I'll ask you this, like, because, you know, this is a conversational podcast at this point. Do you think the better solution for deploying fighter aircraft into Ukraine is to wait six months, train Ukrainian pilots for four months, deploy them in, for in two months and fly the fighters then, or spend 50% more money, deploy them tomorrow and have pilots who have flown them for 10 years? What is going to have a better effect on the ground – Absolutely the second option. And I don't see how that doesn't get around the idea of, of um, American troops being on the ground because they're not. They're employed through whatever. Huh. That's Now, if those guys get shot down, they're a mercenary and will be tried as a mercenary within Russia. and So that's a problem. But this is why we're paying them a million dollars as well. So that's the way I would fucking do it. And I think that we could see F-16s in this Next, um, in in this counter offensive, coming people are saying at the end of May, I don't know, which is the, what, the 28th, 27th. 27th. But, but that could happen tomorrow if we would relinqu- relinquish some of this idea around some of this shit. And I think that, you know, what I would do if I was a big company, I'd be thinking about it the same. Same as that's what um, uh, Gazprom is doing throwing money at tier one guys from other countries, or guys who were trained by the West. Gazprom, or these PMCs, I don't know about Gazprom specifically, but they're throwing money at Afghan trained commandos, at guys that Delta, SEALS, SAS trained in Afghanistan. So that crew triple two, they were fucking legit operators in Afghanistan, and you live in Afghanistan as one of those guys, you're on the run from the Taliban still, and this is our fault too, we didn't pull these guys out, because... Now, a lot of people go, we shouldn't have pulled them out. Well, okay, were we better off pulling these guys out, or now they're going to get poached by one of these PMCs and train as one of the commanders there? That's an issue. They're doing it in Africa, where the French trained guys in Mali, in Bukana, uh, Bukana Faso, areas like that. That's what they're looking at. Wagner and these PMCs are recruiting super heavily in African countries, and specifically of very poor places, just to get guys as meat, but as well as recruiting guys who have been trained to a higher level as well by the West to poach them across. So one, we need to counter for that because that's a real fucking issue. And two, why don't we play at the same game? If I was, um, Antonov's probably not a good example and I can't think of any very large Ukrainian um, companies that operate aircraft already, like Antonov's one. Um, I would be like, right, why don't we sponsor the F-16s? Now, of course, there's going to be some fucking backdoor deals given somewhere. But I think these things can work. And tomorrow, we have F-16s with highly trained guys in them who have flown them for 10 years against foreign aircraft. We have guys that have flown F-16 against MiG-29. So against Soviet-era, Russian-Soviet planes being built in either time have a number of characteristics that perform differently to a western plane by the way the engines are far apart where the intakes and the engines are things like this so they perform less well in a dive but more well nose up things like that so there's are better at lower speed there's i could go on but that's a major thing they just have different characteristics Will will beat them in a dogfight? fight in um some ways depending on how you're caught in the dog fight yes in other ways no different hardware better visibility There's this whole range of things. But we know, because in Germany, they had MiG-29s. We have flown F-16 specifically against MiG-29 to find its fucking weak spots. We have flown F-16. When I say we, I'm meaning NATO. NATO has flown F-16 against S-400 system in Turkey. There's experience. Now, Turkey got a lot of fucking trouble for this. But there is experience of how does S-400 pick up these aircraft. How does the radar system actually work? What are the characteristics characteristics of this? I believe that's the fucking way to go. But I'm just some dickhead on the internet. But that's the reason I could say too. So many people who are trusted to me are saying you're gonna see things in this offensive you that we haven't even seen yet. Might maybe there's something like that going on. But I don't know. I don't know. I'm 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 sorry, uh, everyone at home. I'm sorry for talking about this for twenty I, minutes you and going down a ramble. F
1: sixteens and you're rambling for Literally 29. But I think it makes... Does that make
0: sense to you? No. Do you I, get... But do no. you get where I'm
1: coming from? It's not going to happen. I don't even... I'm not even fully sure that there's, a, there's a, uh, a counter-offensive coming at this point. I think I have a better chance of my back fixing itself than a counter-offensive actually happening. <laughs> my back is maybe, absolutely just... Full. Anyway. Maybe
0: we're going to see something you don't think. <sighs> Sorry, everyone at home. Well, I
1: hope you guys did enjoy the wheelie episode. Um... God bless. I hope I hope we see a counteroffensive very soon. I want to see one. You want to see one? Let's get it going, Ukraine. Let's get it going. All right, guys. I'll see you guys tomorrow.